0: In the two for one drafts, Austin Gale here with Mike Renner. The Monday ahead of the 2020 NFL Scouting Combine here in the new podcast setup. If you do follow along live on YouTube, you get to see Mike's pretty face, my ugly mug, every week
1: on PFF's YouTube channel. And today we got a new setup, and I'm digging it. I got to be honest. Oh, dude, this table and these mics, you sound amazing. I, I never thought you sounded that good before. I, now, it's somehow like I,
0: I didn't know your real voice. It, well, I really appreciate the compliment. I'll take it. If it's a mic that's got to do it, it's a mic that's got to do it. Um, but today we're going to preview the 2020 NFL Scouting Combine. We're going to do a ton of podcasts this week. I think we might record three, four, five podcasts this week as we offer our takeaways interviews. from Yep, From the results, from the measurements, we're going to be in Indianapolis. It's going to be live from Indianapolis. We're going to bring on a handful of guests. I know Jordan Reed of the Draft Network is going to come on. Ted Nguyen of The Athletic might even get some players. I know Tristan Wirfs is interested in coming on 2-for-1 drafts. Curtis Weaver of Boise State might jump on. we got a lot of good stuff coming up this week, so definitely stay tuned for for
1: 2-for-1 drafts. Yes, Tristan Wirfs. Now, OT4 on our board. I know he dropped. I, a I, recent I, big I, board update. Go to PFF.com. You yeah, might not want to come on anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Go to PFF.com.
0: We're dropping a top 150 PFF big board update. Josh Jones up to offensive tackle three. Tristan Worst down to offensive tackle four. That's just how good Josh Jones is. And and this offensive tackle
1: class, really. There's a ton of good offensive line talent in this class. You find that all in the draft guide, which yep. drops later today. Once you guys are listening to this, it'll probably be live. You'll probably can be able to get it with your Edge or Elite subscription. I. Didn't sleep this weekend. (laughs) I didn't do much other than work on this draft guy for the past week of my life. But – it looks fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it's over 750 it. pages, like three pages per player, 250 prospects. I mean, this thing is loaded to the brim season Sweet. with this draft guide. It comes out today, Monday, um, available all to all Edge and Elite subscribers. Definitely recommend grabbing your copy ahead of this year's Combine. All right, we're going to dive into the segments now. We're going to look at our predictions for winners and losers at okay. each position in the 2020 Combine. It's a little bit of an updated schedule just to update the listeners here We won't see a workout until Thursday night. I think it's Thursday at 4 p.m. when you first start to see the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends actually participate in drills. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, these podcasts coming up, is a lot of it's going to be kind of prediction season, updates from other media, try and get some sources while we're out. I don't know what accent that was. We're going to get some sources, though, in Indianapolis, get some good food as well. Indianapolis, we said this on the last podcast, and I received some some good social, some good social, uh, good stuff on social after saying this. To say here, Indianapolis is an underrated city, and people are like, yes, oh, it is, and yeah. I, I stand by it. Yeah. All I, right. Uh, Let's get into this. Let's get yeah. into this position by position review, the
1: winners and losers. Let's go
0: predicting winners. Starting at the quarterback position, Mike ahead and kick it off. Yeah, I don't really give a shit about the quarterbacks there. So
1: really, yeah, you don't, no, you, no winner, no loser. You can't change your draft stock at the combine for your quarterback unless you hit a cameraman, which I think Christian Hackenberg did back in the day. Oh man! But I like. I don't so you don't buy just, into the hand size either. <laughs> Uh, okay, I guess hand size a little bit. If they're tiny, tiny, mm-hmm. but like if they're tiny, tiny, usually that comes out before. Usually yeah, so someone's like, "Hey, they're like small." This P- Kevin Davidson, the Princeton QB, came in with like eight and a quarter inch hands. That's too small. Yeah, that's he's off the board, man. But the, the rest is like nine inches. You're fine. Yeah, my book <laughs> I know that for sure but all right so for me I had to, uh, a
0: winner and loser I have here is Justin Herbert I don't know how much more he can win but if you didn't see him at the senior bowl six foot six great head of hair athletic big arm I think he's getting this is where Justin Herbert really shines I don't know how much in more shorts. he has room to improve he shines in shorts he shines throwing the ball on air and I think the measurables are great I think he's going to test well I think people are going to realize this guy's a legitimate athlete and can add value as a rusher if they don't already I know that a lot of that's shown up on tape but again I think this is just going be another opportunity for Justin Herbert to have the GMs fall in love because I mean this is where he really does excel and as for a loser I got Shea Patterson of Michigan I think this is going to be a little bit of an L for him he was not an accurate thrower of the football at Michigan and I don't think he's going to test at a level that he needs to test to find a Trace McSorley you, Taysom Hill roll the next
1: you level you love burying Shea Patterson and I don't hate it you know going to Notre Dame him being a Michigan QB like I I sit over here and I'm like I, I love hearing you trash this guy I can't even trash him that hard but I, I love hearing yeah. you do it I mean, I kind of love trashing him. I don't know why. It's this <laughs>
0: former five star that's like fallen down to earth with me uh, among these plebeians. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with the quarterbacks. I know you don't really care, and I, I agree that you can't really elevate your stock a ton at the combine. But I do think these GMs are going to be licking. There, John Elway is going to be licking his chops looking at this six foot six Justin Herbert with the fresh head of hair. I mean, this is just going to be his opportunity
1: to really shine. I love to hear in the scouting report when someone's like, "Looks the part." Yes. I mean, I write it myself. But Justin like, Herbert looks
0: <laughs> the part. That is one hundred percent fact. All right, let's jump to the running back position. Go ahead and take over. Who is your winner?
1: Your predicted winner at that position at the combine? Who's your loser? I'm going to go with Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor. I think he will run, if not sub four four in the low four fours, and at two hundred twenty, maybe two twenty five, and that's the like, that's game breaking explosiveness, speed, and I think someone's going to see the production, see that explosiveness, and fall in love. Now, can he do anything in the pass game? No. Is he gonna like maybe drop some few passes in the gauntlet? Yes, but <laughs> that speed is go- is gonna translate, and I think he's gonna help himself by kind of separating because I think he's gonna be faster than Swift. I think he's gonna be faster than Moss. Uh, I think he's gonna be faster than uh, J.K. Dobbins. And at that point, you like that number on the page being ahead of all those guys is going to look good for him Oh, I I
0: would agree he's going to run very very fast his straight line speed is fantastic I think my winner now is Cam Akers of Florida State because I think he has the most to gain I mean this guy is being slept on a bit in this draft class right now he's the 6th ranked running back on PFS latest draft board but I think he has an opportunity to raise his stock because I mean he puts together that former 5 star pedigree and actually has a very good testing week I think people are going to jump on the board with Cam Akers and, and look more at you know this Florida State offensive line was awful he did not have the opportunity like these other guys, like a Jonathan Taylor, like uh, JK Dobbins to really produce from a box yeah. perspective. And I think with that being said, I, I'm willing to buy into cam Akers more on day two. If he does test really well, as we expect, Yeah, I think he's going to have the
1: best, like all around athletic profile. We talked about like explosion drills, 40 uh, agility drills. I think he puts up the best numbers of any of these guys. I, I don't know if that's necessarily going to vault him to the top of my boards or way up the board just because of that. Cause you expect it. I mean, yeah. you saw him. He, he is athletic on tape. So uh, I can I can get on board with Akers as a winner. Give me your loser. It's going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because, again, of the top five backs that I mentioned in terms of Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, and then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. If he wants to be long in that group, I don't think he's going to come close to them in the 40. I think he's a step slower, going to be shorter, smaller uh, than a lot of these other guys, and at that point, I mean, like, yes, trust the tape. We're going to trust the tape, but he's not going to look as good on, like I said, on on the page. He's not going to look as good, and that subtly will impact your how you feel about the guy. Even if it even if it really is not going to matter on the football field, I think NFL evaluators it will subtly impact what they think.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to make could crack four six. I mean, he could finish, you know run it yeah. over four six. And I think if he does it in the four five, that's a huge great time for him. But I think. You see that in on film production. You see it on film. He's not a straight line juice type of guy. And I don't think I'm going to knock him for having a bad combine, unless it's atrocious, like four sevens, four eights. And you kind of start to throw up all over yourself and you got to drop him down the board. But I don't think he's going to have that level of a bad combine. I do see him as a loser coming out, though, because his testing is just not going to look like J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, et cetera. My loser and. You know, he's not a, a huge name in this class, but Michael Warren, I think, is going to come in a little bit smaller than he's listed at University of Cincinnati. And he's not going to run super fast. And you have that combination there where you're a smaller back. He's stocky. He's got a good build, but he's a smaller back that's not going to run, you know, in the low four fives even. I, I think that's a concern for Michael Warren. I think he could come out of this as, a you know, a loser and
1: maybe get that just a guy tag, unfortunately. Yeah, I th- just in today's NFL, a back well in well over four six who's not going to add to your receiving game. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. That's tough doing for you. It's just not adding a lot of value to where the game's going. I mean, he's a tough
0: player, very productive. I think former Mr. Ohio had a ton of production at university of Cincinnati. I think he's a guy that if you do get him in late day three and you could stumble into some production for him, but I don't think he's a guy that you're going to prioritize in your, in your draft board. Yeah wide receiver let's jump to wide receiver the position here they've already got their measurements in and let's go ahead and dive into who's your winner who's your predicted winner coming out of the combine at the receiver position
1: i'm gonna go with tcu wide receiver jalen rager mm. i think he's well we already saw the way in and he was a, a better build a 511 206 i believe which is like a much stockier build than any of the other top wide receivers uh or any of the like the henry Ruggs, uh jerry judy's any of the speed guys near the top of the class I think he's gonna run the four threes Jumps out the gym Uh, at that point. I mean, when you have a guy that athletic and has been productive in the past, I think he'll push up into the, almost like lock first round conversation with some numbers like that.
0: I, I think he's going to test very well. He's going to run fast, could break into the four twos with, along with Henry Ruggs and he came in 5'10", 206 pounds. This guy added some beef to his friend and that's weighs more than CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Juge, yeah, and Jerry solid. Juge. That's a <laughs>
1: running back. Like There are running backs who are going to check in with less dense than that.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I think I was very impressed with that time. I mean, he runs in the low four threes at that weight. I mean, this is stupid speed and I, I think you have to be impressed with what he did to get up to that weight at the combine. My winner at the receiver position And this guy is going to just absolutely torch the combine. It's LaVisca Chenault Jr. of Colorado. This guy weighed in over 226 pounds, I think six foot one or six foot two, uh, officially at the combine. I think he's going to run fast, test very well, jump out of the gym. You're going to come away thinking, I don't know what position I'm going to play him at. It could be slot, outside, running back, quarterback. I don't even know, but I want him on my football team, and I want to use him creatively and get him involved as quickly as possible because he's just a a threat with the ball in his hands, and I think he's going to test accordingly.
1: Well, the wide receiver position in general, like, winners there's gonna be a lot Like a lot of these guys are gonna come win. the reason this class is
0: so good and you said this the reason this class is so good is because they're all very very good
1: athletes the top guys are very very good athletes like i think every single one of our top five t higgins is the one guy we really haven't mentioned who's the top five wide receiver uh gonna go to the combine and impress like put up numbers they're just like oh shit that's wide receiver one type of numbers like very good type of numbers there's only a handful of guys that we even have in like our top 12 that i don't think will be you know, freak athletes, testing wise. All right, uh, jump to your loser at the combine. And this is one that I think is in our top twelve that will not test out like freak athletes. Oh and man, sees Juwan Jennings, and I'm hesitant on him. I'm, I'm, I can be dissuaded on him with his skill set being one, being as old as he is, already fifth year senior. Uh, two, just I don't think he's going to test well speed wise. Like he's, I think he might run the four sixes. If you run the four sixes, you better do a lot of other things pretty <laughs> damn well. And then it's like. We really haven't seen him do that many other things pretty damn well, except for after the catch. And I think his shaking the route running is good, shaking out the line of scrimmage is good. After the catch, I have really no question marks about that. But at his age, with speed concerns, it's just you're talking about the value aspect then at that point. Things are going to be a good player, but is it worth the second round pick? I'm not sure. He might drop down boards if he really comes in with slow time.
0: Yeah, that's going to be tough, man. I think with Jawan Jennings, too, he struggled to create separation at the Senior Bowl. I know Sam Monson did not come away impressed with his tape. He's diving into the wide receivers in this draft class as well. And Jawan Jennings, if he doesn't test well, there's only so much of that size and that ability after the catch that you can really get on board with if you want to see him as a top 50 player. Yeah. I mean, especially in this draft class when you have
1: other receivers with better abilities and, than Juwan Jennings. And I think that's the big thing It's considering the draft class. It's like, do you want him or do you want this guy who was productive and is two years younger and is an explosive athlete? May not be as good after the catch, but like he's sticking to other boxes that Jennings is not.
0: Yep. My loser. And I think he's been a loser this entire pre-draft process. I mean, people have buried this guy, you know, since it starts Tyler Johnson of Minnesota. He finished as PFFs highest graded receiver in college football production is there. I like his shake at the release point. I think you've comped him to Devonte Adams. I do see that in his releases a ton, but he's not going to run fast. And people are, it's just going to be another reason to kind of knock this guy and, you know, from what I've heard, the interview process is going to be hit and miss with this guy. I mean, apparently no. I, I've interviewed him before and I, I came away impressed. He was a quieter guy, but nothing like nothing super red flaggy. And I've had some red flaggy interviews <laughs> talking to some other prospects. Tyler Johnson was not one of them that kind of came out like that. So it's going to be interesting. I, I'm going to be interested to hear the buzz at the combine. I think being in Indianapolis, you're going to hear from a lot of different sources, media and NFL talent evaluators about Tyler Johnson. I've heard from all the way from this guy can barely make a special team mm-hmm. roster all the way to like this guy is one of the better receivers in this class so i'm interested with tyler johnson i don't think he's gonna test well he'll be a loser in that regard but also i'm
1: interested to go into go to indianapolis and hear what other people are saying about this guy so the devonta adams comp which I, I keep going back to so devonta adams was not fast uh, he was not fast coming out i don't think he still is that fast around a four five six but he was explosive he had 39 and a half inch vertical the dude could jump uh if tyler johnson really is not going to run fast which i, I don't foresee him breaking four or five you better be explosive you better show us something any of the vertical broad or you know have off the charts agility numbers to not you know to avoid being a loser like you mentioned but I think there there's still something to his game that I think will test well from what I've seen
0: yep all right let's jump to uh, tight end I think we've already seen some tight end measurements and your winner I can see it on the list right now is, is has
1: already won go ahead and dive into your winner at the tight end position Washington tight end Hunter Bryant tight end number one on PFS draft board at wa- watch tape at Washington he moves like a wide a tight a wide receiver but also looks like a wide receiver like his build it was not a tight end he didn't look like a tight end listed at 6'2 240 i was like yeah right comes in at 6'2 248 here and at 248 like there's only so much water you can chug the the night before like you can't chug probably more than four or five pounds of water uh, to get yourself to that weight and then actually still test well so we might be looking at a guy who's actually has tight end size now and if he kept that wide receiver athleticism We're going to be talking about a class without saying there wasn't a great option in this tight end class. You know, a guy I thought could develop into this, you know, the Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, the real needle movers at the tight end position. I might be changing my tune. If Hunter Bryant tests out well at that weight,
0: yeah, 248 pounds. I mean, when we were watching him, I was like, I don't even know if this guy's 230 pounds. I mean, you look at Evan Ingram. I've made the comp to Evan Ingram for Hunter Bryant. He weighed in at 235 pounds at
1: the comp. Yeah, 234. So 234.
0: Sorry, I gave him an extra pound. Jeez, I thought he ate more. But Evan Ingram, 234, and he he ran a 442 though. Hunter Bryant comes in at 248 and runs in the 44s. I'll tell you right now, that's absurd. Yeah. And, and I think you're gonna you're gonna see more people jump on him as the top
1: tight end in this class. It's not super common. PFF having Hunter Bryant as the top tight end. In this class is a bit rare right now. And the reason I don't love draft tight ends in the first round is because they can't actually go outside and win one-on-one. <laughs> if, you, if you have like a – there's so few tight ends that if all of a sudden you put, you know, Richard Sherman on them, they'd be, still be able to win. You know, if, he, if like – oh, if they like realistically – I just hammered them like there. If you have like a guy – if you're – you know, they can be shut down because they just still don't have the athleticism and movement skills, most of them. But if you are, you know, 248 and you run a 4-4 – we can start to talk about whether you can actually start to beat single coverage regularly.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, I think my, my winner at the time position, I was going to pick Hunter Bryant, but to go a little bit away from that, I'm going to go Steven Sullivan, the LSU tight end wide receiver convert that already weighed in with an 85 inch wingspan. you weighed in with that? No, weighed in, or measured in with that. They took out the measuring tape, maybe an extra one, 85 inch wingspan. Yeah. This guy could literally take flight if he flapped hard enough and he's going to run fast. You see him at senior bowl kind of blew me away a little bit. I didn't know who, you know, I didn't have a ton on him going into the senior bowl, but he was really fast, can separate, good straight line speed, raw as a route runner, still learning the position. But if anyone's going to win the combine, it's him because all of the stuff he's going to do in Indianapolis yeah. is stuff
1: that he's good at. I would say he might run four or five and then jump out the gym. Like he's the dude's explosive, and I, I'll take that chance on the explosive guy every day of the week, tight end, before I take my chance on a guy running a four eight.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, Stephen Solomon, like. You run a four eight. You're not gonna three? draft him highly because he's still like very much learning the position and didn't even start at LSU. I mean, Thaddeus mm-hmm. Moss started ahead of him and got majority of the snaps, but I think he's a project that worth investing in on day three, in my opinion. Yeah. If
1: you run a four eight, I'm not gonna draft you before the fifth round. Yeah. It's yeah. just like you're not you're not doing you're not moving the needle. All right, give me your loser at the tight end position. Your predicted loser at the combine at the tight end position. <sighs> this one's tough. I'm gonna go I didn't want to bury my boy Jared Pinkney anymore. Keep I got you. Him. I got you. Okay. <laughs> I not got my to Cole Comet because I'm not a Notre Dame homer at all. You guys know this. Um, Cole Comet, though, Notre Dame tight end, I just think like, he's getting tight end one hype and he's Stop. not going to have tight end one athleticism. No. I, I just do not see it on tape. Uh, like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think he breaks. He, he's probably going to run around like mid four sevens, I'd say, well, maybe low four sevens. Uh, change of directions, any sort of explosiveness. Like, I'm, I don't think it's there. I'd love to be proven wrong. But I just don't see. Him. He also came in like came in big.
0: Yeah, I was about to say he came in a big, beefy. That's yeah. a that's a, that's a monster right yeah. there. That's like oh. yeah, that's that's big. I don't know if he's going to test yeah. well at 262. That's a lot. He he that's wants a to lot be of that beef. Inline guy, which yeah. no yeah. one runs anymore. No, <laughs> I mean inline like tight it's ends is just not overrated. Yeah, how much? I would agree. Matters. All right, off the tackle, predicted winner or no? Well, let me jump into my to my loser. No, my loser is going to be Jared Pinkney. He did come in though with some good vegetables, over 10 inch hands, pretty decent wingspan. I think people are going to like that. Those weren't concerns with him coming into this, but he's not going to run fast. The agility is not going to look great. He's not that athlete, that move tight end that people want that can add as a receiver compared to some other receiving tight ends in this class. I
1: still say the Antonio Comp, Antonio Gates comp is spot on, but it was just Antonio Gates last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Antonio Gates as a 10-year, 15-year veteran, I think Jared Pinckney fits the bill. And exactly. I, you saw that at the Senior Bowl. I mean, he had an opportunity to go against some legit competition and separate and show some things and really do was blanketed, blanketed in a bad way. So uh, let's jump to offensive tackle now.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, give me your predicted winner at offensive tackle at the combine. I'm going to go with Mekhi Becton. Just because we're gonna put looks the part on a scouting report again, uh, he's gonna have absurd measurables—the like height, weight, length, those things—and uh, then he's gonna test like every other tight end or every other tackle there in terms of he just like he's not gonna, he's not gonna obviously get off the charts numbers, but if he's gonna move like a normal tackle does at that weight, people are gonna lose their minds.
0: Jim Nagy just tweeted out, and I, I think this is important. we just talking uh, or we were talking about Chase Claypool maybe before the podcast, but Jim Nagy's saying I think he's embracing the tight end conversation. We weighed in at the senior Bowl at 229, packed on another nine pounds for this way to two thirty eight. I like Claypool at tight end. Like Claypool at Already tight winner. end. Yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge win for him. Him buying into that, not trying to cut to like two twenty five and still test very slow. He's gonna test fast for a tight end. I, I really do like that move for Chase Claypool if
1: that's true. If you're listening to the pod. I've called that. I've said that. I've been that was an that easy call, though. Whoa. Okay, yeah. I mean, it was. It was just like you don't, again, it comes back to actually what we just kind of talked about, tight ends. You don't, if you, you're not winning from the outside. He wasn't winning from the outside, no. necessarily. So if you're not winning from the outside. And you go you back to
0: his senior bowl it. tape. I mean, this guy, his wins were like, yeah, I like, threw the cornerback on the ground. That's not going to really fly yeah. in the NFL. Exactly. Like, I think him playing tight That's end, like, I'm starting to get a little excited. Like, yeah,
1: exactly. It brings a different element into what you're asked to do. And then at that point. Like, if you come in at 238, and you still test like you were at when you were 227 playing this last year at Notre Dame. We can start to talk about your value going up because you have just a different role can increase your value. All right. You chose. Makai Becton is your winner, your predicted winner at
0: the combine for the offensive tackle. I'm going to go Jedrick Wills Jr. I don't know how much more he can win. I mean, this guy might be a top five pick in this class, but I'll tell you what right now. He's going to win from a record book standpoint. I think he has a chance to break some records, uh, you know, offensive tackle records for 40-yard dash, how he jumps. you know the agility testing because this guy is explosive and then some very, very good athlete and
1: teams are going to the 10-yard split. I, I really do think he could break like Lane Johnson's <laughs> record. Like his his ten yard split Dude, is incredible. What, four seven two is what Lane Johnson ran at three hundred plus pounds. Whatever is nuts. Yes, like those are better. So him and Tron Armstead both four seven one for Tron Armstead. 472 for Lane Johnson. I don't think people are under like those are better than DT numbers we've ever seen, really. Yeah. For guys that big. Like Aaron Donovan ran four six eight and he was two. If
0: Jedrick Wills
1: like runs a four seven, like or four that's, six nine or something, I'm just gonna lose my mind. Like, people that, don't understand how freaky some of these O-line are. That's yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: I agree. Because I think yeah. the other guys get more coveted because they you know play the skill positions or whatever. But Cedric Wills, I think, could
1: come in and really blow up the combine. Give me your loser for the um for the combine. I'm gonna go with Andrew Thomas. And this one's not necessarily because he's gonna test poorly, but there's a, there's a tier one of office tackles, uh, you know, in the NFL right now. It's, it's him, Tristan Wirth, Josh Jones, uh, and I'm losing all my— Jedrick name. Wills. Jedrick Wills and, and Mekhi Becton. That's tier one. I think he's going to be, of them, the test the worst. And at that point, if he test the worst— And I don't think it's going to be bad, but it's just all those other guys very athletic. Yeah. All those other guys just are going to have better physical profiles. And at that point— Even worse than Josh Jones— uh, that one actually is debatable in terms okay. of who gets worse. But I, 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 I could see it coming in a little worse. But again, it's, I don't think it's going to be bad. But when you have a tier and you don't have a ton to separate these guys – Athletic testing is like what coach, what people lean on. And so if you don't test as well as the other guys, all of a sudden, you might go to the back of the bus.
0: Yep. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give my loser. It's Isaiah Wilson, because I think he's a mountain of a man similar to Makai Becton, but he does not move like Makai mm-hmm. Becton. And I think you're going to see them compared a little bit. And I think uh, Isaiah Wilson is just not going to be on the same tier as
1: Makai Becton from a mountain standpoint. Yeah, he is uh, slow footed. And I-, I think anytime you're that big, though, it's tough to lose the combine. I guess Orlando Brown kind of did lose the combine because his numbers were rough. Mm-hmm. But, like, everyone's like, oh, man, did you see how big he was? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so big. He he holds it well, though. Like, that guy's 340, 350 range, and he's not like a Zach Banner 350. Like, Zach Banner was should not have been 350. This guy, I'm not sure it's going to be too too easy for him to get below 340. Like, he is just a heavy dude built that big. So uh, I, I think there's a lot you can do with tackles that big. Having him ask asking him to pass protect, you know, 40, 50 times a game is not something that is what is one of those options. I don't think he's going to hold up in a role like that, though.
0: No, yeah, I would agree. I think this is going to be interesting for an interesting combine for him and other the other big
1: offensive linemen in this class. All right, interior offensive line. Give me your predicted winner here. I'm going to go with Daryl Williams from Mississippi State, center this year, guard the year before. He's a lot better at guard, but I think he's just very athletic. Uh, him and Nick Harris to me are the two biggest best athletes, but Williams really needs. Harris's tape was good this year. Williams' tape was not. He needs to prove that, hey, uh, I know tape wasn't good, but I can do things from an athletic standpoint that uh, maybe your center can't do. And if you run a lot of screens, you get me on the move – all of a sudden, I can start in your offense instead of uh, being a liability like you look like some, at times in Mississippi State.
0: I need to jump to my winner, Natani Muti of Fresno mm-hmm. State. If he's going to test, which I believe he is, I, yeah,
1: I mean, think it's just a shoulder. Injury. Yeah, I, was, I think
0: he's going to test. And I think he's going to impress some people with what he can do on the bench, what he can do from an athletic standpoint. I Also, the, the, the interviews, I've, I've watched a handful of interviews in Natani Muti. This guy is people are going to really, really like this guy's mentality and how he approaches the game. Natani Muti is a riser after the combine. We Even got to interview you,
1: this guy. We, dude, have we have
0: to. We have we so I, I said this on a mock draft video. I wrote this on the and um, the mock draft. But like Natani Muti is referred to by his teammates as a mystical being that can like lift a moose by himself. Like they like talk about this guy like he's Sasquatch, and you've only seen him a handful of times, and it's wild. Like Natani Muti is gonna blow some we people. need to away. get
1: shirts made with just the just on the front. It just has the the link to his YouTube highlights.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> or, that or, or, or or like him standing as like the the classic Sasquatch picture. We talk about it so much. That 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 would be uh, that would be fire. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's more than just YouTube highlights, so I think he's
1: going to test well at the combine. Give me your loser into your offensive line. I'm going to go... I'm going to pivot. I know I have a name written down. I'm going to go with his teammate. I'm going to go Lloyd Cushionberry. I don't think, like, he's getting this hype as a top center in the class. We've talked about his production issues. Pass for hell this last year. but He's struggling in pass pro, I think, because he's just not agile. And now, center of all the positions on the football field... I get does not necessarily the grades. We've seen the grades don't really matter about athletic testing. It's the, probably the least based on pure athleticism in any position on the football field. But I do think that when you are super slow and super like when your agile, agility is really an issue, like you're just limited. There's things you probably can't do. And you might like if you did struggle in pass pro in college. Well, shit, you might struggle in pass pro in the NFL, too, if you don't have that agility.
0: Yeah. And I think similar. I got Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis' agility is not good. Yeah. This guy's no. built to play in a phone booth. I was thinking of other – phone booth, I think, is overused. I was thinking of other small spaces this to use good. for yeah, interior yeah, offensive line. I was thinking, like, backseat of a mini Cooper. I don't know. Like, just some small spaces. Like, he's just he's built to work from a very small space. Closet, and I don't want to say closet would be good. I don't know. But Damian Lewis, again, to go. <laughs> we got on a little bit of tangent, but I don't think he's going to test super well. Quarter like, body. Like a port potty that's, that's great. Good yeah, one. he's built to work in a porta potty He also <laughs> smells bad, probably. I don't know. Like Gabe Jackson. The Gabe Jackson. Comp.
1: <laughs> the ja- uh,
0: so, yeah, uh, he's built to play in a porta potty really. And I think with that being said, it's gonna, he's not going to test really well. And I think I don't think that's going to drop him down boards, though. But, again, interior offensive line, like you said, it's not like a big athletic testing thing. It doesn't really project, like, off yeah, tackle edge talent exactly. stuff. But, like, Damian Lewis... Not going to be a good tester. All right, let's move a little bit quickly here. Let's dive into defensive tackle. Predicted winner at defensive tackle. And I agree with this one, actually.
1: TCU, DT, Ross Blacklock. The dude's just, he's athletic. He can move up and down the line of scrimmage. He's probably going to have some bursts to him. Uh, I think he's going to, that's why I'm pretty high on him, despite not having great pass rush numbers is because the athleticism, top-notch. I mean, Neville Gallimore
0: is my guy, and I think he's going to test very, very well. People are going to love that first step, love that 10-yard split. It's the reason he wins at the collegiate level. He's going to be that one-on-one, win-at-the-line-of-scrimmage
1: type of guy, and you have to test well to be that guy. I think Neville Neville Gallimore is exactly that. That's why I like this DT class, because think Ross Blacklock, Neville Gallimore, Justin Matabouke, Javon Kinlaw. Jordan Elliott. I mean, Jordan Elliott's another guy that can really win at the line of scrimmage. All test well. I think all those guys test well across the board, so that's why I'm a fan of this DT class. All right, give me your loser. You go over Shard Lawrence from LSU. Now he isn't super productive, but I know there are some people that are high on him. But I just I think the reason he's not super productive, despite like I think he uses his hands well and he has a number of pass rushing moves, but he's just there's no juice there. I don't think he has that sort of uh, the burst. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over like five one in the forty. Like I just Yikes. don't see it. And it, and he's not he's not like a nose tackle. He's probably like in the three three hundred five to three fifteen range. So if you don't have that where's your where's the where are you going from if you're not good without athleticism where like how how, how are you pushing that
0: I think similarly Raquan Davis is not going to test super well and I, I mean you're going to like his size you're going to like his length and those things but I don't think he's going to test like these other defensive tackles that have legitimate juice as pass rushers
1: I was gonna say he might be a guy whose three cone looks like it's like 40 you're like oh that's all right but then his three cone you're like whoa why <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> It's, it's like crawling the, uh, to cone to cone. Like uh, or oh, did he run the figure eight? How oh. fire would be Raekwon Davis's figure eight? Oh my goodness. Who was is, who is the guy last year who got drafted by the Ravens who ran his three cone? Oh, um, Jalen Ferguson? Jalen Ferguson. Twelve times at his pro day to never break eight seconds.
0: The fact that he let cameras there is just absurd. His yeah. agent needed to step up, be like, "Dude, you film this just thing, like, snap bury you. a phone like, in half." <laughs> I like, mean, it would have been worth it, man. That was the ugliest three cone I've ever seen, and it was like his twelfth one, like you yeah. said. Oh my goodness, that was just bad. All right, um,
1: edge defender here, uh, Mike. Give me your winner. So Chase Young is in his own tier. Okay, fair. We're not going to go with Chase Young. That's cheating. I'm going to go with Julian Aguilar. Notre Dame guy. I have one Notre Dame loser and one Notre Dame winner. See, balance. I'm not a homer. <laughs> uh, but Julian Aguara, I, I think, will have the best athletic profile of in this class. I'm putting a stamp on it right now. I think, okay, outside Chase Young again. Chase Young doesn't exist. We're outside Chase Young, Julian Aguara is the best athletic profile in terms of the length, what size he comes in at. Uh, burst, 10 yard, three cone, agilities. I, th- I think he's going to have the best. I, and similarly,
0: I think Caleb on Chase Chason of LSU, he's my winner. He's going to test similarly yeah, think, to yeah. Julian Aquar, and I will. think – what could be a separator there? I think in addition to I think I think Caleb on Chason shows really nice high end on his tape, some good pass rush moves. I think the interviews will be interesting, talking to Caleb on Chason, what he's working, how he wants to get better, what he's hearing from NFL teams, from feedback, and doing the same for Julian Aquara because Julian Aquara did not put it together a ton, in my opinion, on, on tape. I mean, he had some reps, but I think Caleb on J- Chason might be further along the development curve, in my opinion. But Julian Aquara, again, talking to him, seeing how he's getting better, I think is important.
1: Yeah, I, I, and Julian Aquara, man, he's a bull rusher yet undersized. That's what like, yes, yes, The one thing you worry about guys who are undersized is can they bull rush? Can they actually like speed to the power is deck, hot. And his, he has some of the best speed to power in this class. Literally bull rushed two guys, a hundred pounds heavier than him in his career. at Notre Dame leaders past year, Isaiah Wilson and Mackay Beckton are my, the winners and losers from earlier, both like monster dudes. He bull rushed both of them for pressures this year.
0: All right, we just got some breaking news here. Um, and he, who he is going to be my winner for the safety position? But Ashton Davis will not run at the combine. He had a little bit of a groin injury at the Senior Bowl, and that kept him out of drills there as well and out of practices. And now he will not be at the combine, so I'm gonna have to flip my winner yeah, that, there down there. What, but
1: is he scared? I don't he scared, of it? He's scared. He's Ashton, not scared. He's not scared. He's a friend of the scared. pod. Yeah. friend of PFF. Anyway, give me your loser at edge defender. I'm gonna go with Josh Ucci. And again, this I got to explain. One, he's like small, but at two. To be small, you better be very, very athletic. I think he's just going to be like fine athlete. Oh, I really? I don't think he's going to be like sub 4'6". I don't think he's going to be glad to be proven wrong, but I just don't think he's going to be that elite level of athlete to make me think he can overcome it. So that's just a purely what I'm guessing. Yep. a projection for winners and losers, not writing anyone off. All right, for my loser, I hate to even bring this up because he's a friend of the
0: podcast as well. A good dude, a good PFF guy, but Curtis oh, Weaver. of the boy. Curtis what? Weaver of Boise State. Let's just be honest, bro. We talked earlier, like a couple weeks ago, People aren't going to love your numbers compared to Caleb on chase on Julian Aquara. I mean, he's his body type is something that NFL talent evalu, evaluators will not be in love with. He's not going to test freakishly athletic, even though he does have a very good first step mm-hmm. in my opinion. I also, I mean, I just don't think he's going to have a good week at the combine where people are picking a part of him looking in shorts. Cause this I'll tell you right now. Curtis Weaver compared to Julian Aquara in shorts is not a great look. All right. Cause Curtis Weaver is a part of club sexy right now down in Frisco, Texas with EXO's trying to cut some fat. Meanwhile, Julian Aquara is probably just rip growing rap on the beach of L.A. because this guy's jacked yeah. head to toe. I think Curtis Weaver won't have a good combine, but look at his production. Look at what he did against Mountain West competition and just dominated year after year. And he did so battling through injury this past year. I think Curtis Weaver, the production speaks for why he's a first round talent on PFS big board right now. Curtis Weaver, though, won't have a good combine.
1: I was going to say he could have a good combine for us, though. You know, okay. If he comes in, like, we know if he passes know. some checks. I was say, because we know he's not athletic. Yeah. Or like you, or, we know he's not athletic. We know, like, he didn't look athletic. At yeah. Me. If he comes in and, like, tests athletically, we're like, oh, shit. Like, hey, maybe, like, maybe he actually does have it, was just playing overweight last year. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. You know, like Leigh Van Bell when he got ch- cut up. <laughs> All right. Three positions left. Linebacker. Give me your predicted winner at linebacker. I'm going to go with LSU linebacker Patch Queen. Uh, obviously again you can't say Isaiah Simmons that's cheating he's obviously going to win at linebacker position but I'm going to go him his explosiveness change of direction I I think he has a very complete athletic profile that's why a lot of people love him Uh, I mean I'm a fan of his Uh, I just I'm not quite on board with the first round just yet with him uh, because he is so undersized and is not necessarily uh, there's just he's just not necessarily been as productive as some of the other guys in this class but I'm going to go with him I think he moves up could move up boards if he really is testing freakishly
0: yeah, I, I think he he has to though. Here's the thing: because if people came on board with him, because like, oh man, yeah. this guy looks like he's got great range, yeah. looks like he's got great athleticism, he comes in doesn't test like it. That's going to be a little bit of a concern. But I do agree. I think he ends up testing very well. Willie Gate Junior. Man, he's going to win the combine because no one's talking about this kid right now, and then he's going to come and run a four four five like yeah. something stupid. Like I, I think he's. Going to test absurdly well. I got a source at Mississippi State.
1: Mississippi told me a State little
0: night. bit about Cameron Dancer. Told me a little bit about Willie Gay Jr. He said, dude, don't be surprised if Willie Gay runs in the four fours. Just don't. Because uh, this guy is a legitimate freak from
1: an athletic standpoint. And he's not undersized. He's no. He's 240. Uh, he's real size for a linebacker now. Uh, he doesn't love playing the run. You got a little better at that this year in like a limited sample size. You got a little more, you know, encouraging in terms of him taking on blocks. But that's not where why we're drafting them. Yeah. His coverage grading is off the charts. And yes, you're going to have to, you know, work through some off-field stuff. He
0: didn't get on the field a ton at Mississippi State. Fell out of the coach's favor. Had some suspensions. But you dig into that off-field, make sure everything's chill. Kosher dill. I I think you could be good with Willie Gay Jr. Because he's going to test very well.
1: That, but yeah. <laughs> All right, give me your loser or linebacker. I'm going to go with Troy Dye. And He's going to be athletic, but I think he's going to be small and not necessarily explosive. And to be undersized, you have to, like, vert and broad jump are more important than just 40 mm-hmm. when you're, like, undersized. You have to be able to, like, hit guys and take on blocks and not go backwards. So if you're 220, 225-ish range, what I think Die will be, and he's mean, 6'4". So 225 at 6'4 is a little different than 225 at six 6'4". Uh, you're skinny at 225 at 6'4". Uh, I, I think he needs that explosiveness, and I'm not sure he's going to have it. Now, he's so smooth, love him in coverage but I'm not sure if, like, he might be a liability against the run.
0: Malik Harrison is my loser at off-ball linebacker. He's not going to test in the same tier as Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, Willie Gay, and, like, the, the... You want athletes to that position now. Isaiah Simmons, I didn't even yeah. mention him. We, we barely mentioned him, but Isaiah Simmons and Chase Young are going to win the combine. Mm-hmm. They've won everything they've probably ever done since they were born. These guys are just like freaks. These guys were yeah. born to be great. Okay? Isaiah Simmons and Chase Young, go without saying these guys will be winners. But Malik Harrison is not going to be on the same tier as Simmons, Queen, Murray, Gay, like I said. And for that reason, I'm just done drafting off-ball
1: linebackers that don't have that level of athleticism. Yeah, so he's in that mold of the you got to blitz them, you got to keep them out of like bad situations coverage just limiting coverage and if you want a guy like that if you like texas text jordan brooks is a better version of that in this class so i'm not we're not quite on board with the harrison hype and i could agree like i think the change of direction drills will be rough for him
0: all right cornerback um go ahead and kick us off with your winner at cornerback
1: i'm gonna go with auburn's noah igbenogany i had this take the other day that him and cj henderson are like just dudes like physically nothing that they don't no box they don't tick so igbenogany i think he's gonna come in a little bigger a little more solid than C.J. Henderson. And at that point, I think he wins this week. I'm
0: going with Jeff Gladney. If you don't think this guy's fast, then you're wrong. Because I think he's going to come in and test in the low 4-4s, four maybe even the 4-3s. And I think you don't see that a lot because he's played so aggressive. He tries to keep things in front of him. You don't see him like, really turn on the Jets a ton. But when he does, mm-hmm. he's got some legitimate speed. He's aggressive, great recovery speed. I, I really do like Jeff Gladney. And I think a good combine
1: could push him into the first round and keep him there. And... The biggest one for him might not even be what he runs. It might just be his weight. Yeah. But we'll just say like 180. If he comes in in the 190s, we can talk.
0: Yeah. There. Same uh, with Dancer. Very similar to Dancer. Yeah. I'm like, hey, come in over 185, run run well, test well, and we're going to we're gonna think about you more in that first round. Mm-hmm. Give me your loser at corner. Loser at
1: corner is going to be, and I hate to say it because I love his tape, and I think he's still going to be really good, but Christian Fulton. He goes over four or five, and you, you're just not going to be. Yeah. You're not and eight he eight could, eight. and he honestly could.
0: And I think there's there are some concerns there. I I, I, don't, I don't know if the agility testing will be as good as some of these other guys, too.
1: I think he's going to be pretty good. I, okay. I think that's where he wins is, like, cone agility. Maybe not elite, but he's solid in that. But I think the 40, we'll just see. Hopefully, I want him to run sub four five. All right.
0: Root for I, you. I'm going loser here, Virginia cornerback Bryce Hall. who's coming off an injury. Didn't have the opportunity to test as much as he, I mean, probably work as much as he wanted to. I don't know if he's running. If he is, though, I think it's going to be a concern because he's not on the same level athlete as these other guys. Former three-star recruit that won with tape study instincts and length. And I think he's not going to be a guy that comes in and looks good in shorts compared to some of these other guys. I still think he checks boxes. I don't think he hits any red flags at the combine. Yeah. But he's not going to have an absurd, athletic, stupid combine. No, yeah. I think he still will put up a fine 40, though, like four for five, we're under. I think he's 12, oh, wow. at least that. Yeah. I'd be, I think that would be a big number for yeah. Bryce I don't know if I see that with him, but we'll see. Yeah. Alright, safety. I, I, I'm going to leave my winner out. It was going to be Ashton Davis, but now that he's out, he might be a loser, honestly. Mm-hmm. Didn't participate in the Senior Bowl. There are question marks about his toughness there in Mobile. And now he's not testing in the combine. Now I mean, he's scared. Now he's scared. <laughs> I mean, dude. I, no, <laughs> yeah. kidding no. there. But Ashton Davis not testing is still a concern, because that's where he's yeah. his best. He has a former track star. He's going to just like, like, light the combine on fire, really put an exclamation point on his evaluation but he will not be testing due to what i believe is a groin injury i haven't looked into it but
1: i think that's what it is all right i'll give you my winner and i'll give you your winner too i'll give you a winner as well kyle duggar from lenoir ryan the d2 guy was at the senior bowl his explosiveness is crazy Uh, he is 6'2 220 and might run around 4'4 and jump 40 inches
0: have you read about his background like he's like that classic late bloomer. Yeah. I think he, he freshman year he on, came on, in like right. five foot six and then like by his senior year he was like six foot one. I yeah. wish I could say the same, dude. Freshman year <laughs> came at five foot six and finished you like still five foot eight. Still like, got time, I time, mean,
1: come dude. on. I mean, like it's never too late. But like I read
0: so much, so I was reading a ton about like, I read about Ben Barch. I read about you know Kyle Duggar and these other like small school guys, and like it's all late bloomer. Like, I, like if yeah. you do not come in as a freshman at like a legit size and don't like really play well until you're senior here, year, here, like it's hard to really get well, out of like, the big have school. You,
1: have you even like have you seen the the pictures of George Kittle coming out of high school, yes, and like yes. leg testing mm-hmm. when he was two hundred five pounds. Like muscle work. Mm-hmm. you know. If you, if you like, if you put on muscle, shit, you turn into a different athlete. Usually, but
0: I mean, look at go look up Ben Barch and the timeline from the guy got first got at St. John's and now where he is now. He arrived right at St. John's is a tight end at two hundred thirty pounds and put on like seventy five pounds yeah. to get to three hundred five at the same time. I mean, changed man really, yeah. but
1: like it, you can be really a difference, you know, a lot of difference in your body over the years. All right, but I'm gonna give you years as well as Geno Stone from Iowa. The dude can scoot. I think he runs. I I texted you this weekend and I said he's this year's Darnell Savage. Darnell Savage. I truly believe it. I think he's going to rise up draft boards. I'm not sure if he makes his way all the way in the first round like Savage did, but I think he runs. This guy's the outside four, the fourth, fourth. top
0: 200 on most boards. Like, you know, Stone, like you said, you tweeted out earlier today,
1: and I'm with you, man. The most underrated safety in this class. I mean, Instance I'm listening. Off the charts, he has plays on tape. What I love to see is when a guy has plays on tape where they're breaking. They're watching two routes, and then they break on one without ever looking at the quarterback. And the ball is coming there. In the that's hot. Like, those are the ones that's like the, I'm little, getting Keekly, a little, excited, that's the little Keekly special. When you see a guy who trusts his instincts that much, they doesn't have to know that the ball is coming there. Now, one time against USC, actually, he jumped one, dove at the wide receiver. The ball was not thrown at that wide receiver. It was actually hilarious uh, to watch. <laughs> if yet, I, I should probably... Try to find that on the broadcast tape and tweet it out. But uh, he dives at the wide receiver, and the ball was not targeted. But that's how much he trusts his instincts that he's going to dive at a ball that wasn't even thrown. Wow! And you love to see a guy play that way.
0: I will say this: and someone go, test. someone go find out what I was doing in at, yeah. for defensive backs as coaches, because like Desmond King, you know jo- Josh Jackson. I, oh, R.I.P. RIP. But uh, Gino Gino Stone, like these guys come, Aimee Aimee. A- Hooker, like these guys come in yeah. with Huy. great instincts. Great coaching and really, really understand zone coverage and how to like win yeah. within that zone coverage. I think Geno Stone, I haven't watched a ton of his tape, I'm going to be honest,
1: but I, I think I might have to turn it back on after what you said. Yeah. All right, losers at the combine, at safety. I'm going to go Terrell Burgess from Utah. One, because he's undersized. And if, again, if you're like undersized at any position, you've got to make up with, a, with explosiveness. And I don't think you will. And that's worrisome when you're undersized, unexplosive, you're just, I, I think he's going to come in like four five, maybe like 34 inch vertical. And at that point, you just worry about guys. You'd rather you'd rather have a more explosive athlete.
0: Yeah. All righty. My loser is gonna be Antoine Winfield. I think there are concerns right now with his straight line speed. Antoine so uh, there, good. Minnesota there, safety. Yeah, he's very good, but I think yeah. there are concerns with his straight line speed, and I don't know if he answers them there. I don't think he's gonna yeah. be a fast safety.
1: Uh, he might I, I think he's still quick though. Like I think like who who was it last year, the Asian safety from Washington who's Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp. Four eight. But then he had like the top agility, top shuttle, and the top three cone, where it's like, oh, okay, like you can short area, you can get by with this. I think we could see that with Winfield. Maybe he runs a four six something, but then pretty nice agility drills for him.
0: Alrighty, that's going to do it for our position by position winners and losers prediction. We're going to do a ton more 2020 NFL scouting combine content here on the two for one drafts podcast. You're going to find us on YouTube.
1: You're going to find us on Stitcher, Apple podcast, Spotify. We're going to be everywhere. You say that every time now. And I just thought of this over the weekend. I'm like, if they're listening to us, it's on Stitcher, Apple podcast. Like they're probably, I should probably stop telling everybody <laughs> that. I should probably stop telling everybody that. It's but like you're listening on Spotify and are like, where
0: else the fuck could I listen to this right now? <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm listening to it on Spotify, but I haven't checked it I out on Stitcher, it, yeah. honestly. But, yeah. Um, all right, well, that's going to hey, do yeah. it for the 2 for 1 Drafts podcast. Remember, we're going to do, like, four or five podcasts this week, a ton of combine content coming out this week. Mike's going to be ripping me for my outros all week long, so it'll be yeah. fantastic there. Uh, for more of this, check out where you get your podcasts. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Austin Gale, Mike Renner on 2 for 1 Drafts. Redicted to say. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> We'll you